0: Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski.
1: Mike Kappler, along with Joel Brzezinski here on Growing in Grace. Hey, thanks for listening. We've been talking a lot about our identity in Christ and just spending some time having some informal conversation as we usually do, Joel. Great to be back on with you here on Growing in Grace.
0: Yeah, it's good to have these weekly discussions with you, Cap. They're uh, it just it's uplifting to my soul just to just to talk about this every week, and I hope that uh, as people tune in. Uh, whenever they get a chance to, that it uh, that's something said that you know maybe might uh, change your sp- perspective or or help you as you uh, want to grow in grace as as we're doing on a continual basis. It's it's a it's a daily thing. It's an ongoing process. Nobody has arrived. Even you know the Apostle Paul said it's not that I've already attained this, but he presses on toward the goal of the upward call of of God in Christ Jesus, just wanting to grow in this grace and in in the knowledge of God. I mean. There's so much to learn about God and about His grace. You know, we could never do it. We could never do it in this lifetime. But you know, God does give us nuggets as He wants to reveal it to us, and it's it's a, it's a joyful process to go through.
1: Well, and talking about our new identity in Christ, it's it's not something that is evolving that we're talking about it's something that has already taken place god sees you now no matter where you're at no matter how you feel no matter what you've done right or wrong god sees you as anointed he sees you as righteous he sees you as holy and clean and there's just dozens and dozens of descriptions that we have, that are all positive, by the way, of, of who we are in Christ, uh, the, the, the change that has taken place in the inner man uh, at the time of the new birth, our confession of Jesus Christ in our life. It's an incredible thing. And, you know, it, it's so interesting that we've touched on this in, in past programs here recently, that um, Adam and Eve, the thing that they were tempted on, technically speaking, was their identity. Uh, think back to Genesis chapter 3 when the serpent showed up. Um you know, the serpent says, hey, you know, uh, has God said that you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said to Eve, well, you will not surely die. So right again, we've got a contradiction there with what God said and, and what the tempter said. And and he goes on to say, for God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Of course, not realizing, Eve apparently not aware of the fact that they were already like God in this place of perfection, Uh, the tempter comes along and says, wait a minute, you want to be like God? Eat what he told you not to eat. And so she had a decision to make. Obviously, we already know that she made the wrong one. And then the the second Adam, or the last Adam, comes along, Jesus Christ. Also, while in the wilderness being tempted uh, by the devil, uh, he was also challenged on his identity. And so this is such a a crucial thing that we begin to, at least, as you said, Joel, we we may not completely understand it, but if we can gain some understanding of who God declares us to, to be in Christ, apart from works, just, be, just something that we were born into, because of our our faith in Christ. If we can begin to just uh, uh, the slightest understanding, because every battle, pretty much that we face in life, really directly or indirectly revolves around our new identity in Jesus Christ.
0: That's right, Cap. And, and uh, getting back to what you were saying about that, it, it's it's already done. It's already done in us. Who who we are. Uh, our, our identity in Christ Jesus, and as you said, the Bible has plenty of descriptions of what we've become—saints, uh, righteous, holy, blameless, without spot. I mean, that is who we are, and it, you know, it takes a lifetime of learning about that. And when when we do, when we get these uh, these revelations, and we, can, and we when we can walk in them, in, instead of walking according to the lies of the devil, because the devil knows what god has done for us the, the devil knows what the bible says about us the devil knows who we have become but if he can get us to doubt what we have become if he can get us to doubt what the bible says about us then he can get us defeated uh just by just through doubt but what god really wants us to do is to trust in his word just just like the temptation with Jesus, just like the temptation with Adam, was are you going to trust what God said, or are you going to trust what the devil says, what the devil tries to tempt you with? And I like I like the verse that you brought up uh, last time. I think we brought it up a couple times in in Titus that you know when when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, appeared to us, it was not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. And if you look at that, that's in Titus 3. If you look at that verse in, in the rest of the, what Scripture says, what, how much of that was God's work and how much of that was our own work? The whole work, the whole deal, us being made righteous, us being washed through the regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, God pouring out all that abundantly upon us, us being justified by grace is the, the total and complete work of God. It's not the work of what we can do. That's who we are, all because of what God has made us to be.
1: There are so many promises that God has given to us through Christ. I think sometimes I I used to get into the mentality that if I was living the Christian life good enough, then I could begin experiencing more of these promises and blessings that God promises in his word. You know, I, I know I haven't attained yet, Joel. I know I haven't arrived yet when it comes to really fully beginning to understand my identity in Christ, because I think if I really had arrived, uh, my life would be completely different from what it is now, even though I'm enjoying uh, my my life and my relationship with the Lord, I, I I've got the feeling that I've, I'm just scratching the surface because if I really understood who I was in Him, I've just got the feeling that there would just be so much more uh, of the manifestation of of His presence and power in my life, and and perhaps I'd even be be able to reach out and and help others and, and and some of their infirmities and some of their weaknesses more if i just simply trusted in what has already been given to me i i've spent a lot of years of my christian life i think chasing after things spiritually speaking anyway chasing after things that um that have already been provided for us in this new covenant and i i think one thing we've got to keep in mind here is that the covenant that god has set up here we call it, you know we talk about the old covenant and the new covenant and this new covenant was not something that God had set up with me the covenant was between God and Jesus not between me and God if the covenant was with me and God I have already failed that covenant because God requires perfection the good news is Jesus met that requirement and so God had set up the covenant with him it's all through Christ and so many times I've noticed through the years that we Christians Sometimes, even without realizing it, knowing we've been saved by grace and not by works, I think sometimes the focus always seems the spotlight. It always seems to grab, want to gravitate back toward me, and, and and that's a dangerous thing because it takes the spotlight off of Jesus when that happens.
0: That's that's the truth. I mean, it gets us running in circles trying to fulfill what we think God is expecting of us, and we don't even stop to listen to the voice of the father and allow jesus himself to express his life through us because like you say cap we're we're focusing on ourself and, and it's not about us it's about god uh, our confidence becomes in what we can accomplish for god and, and since we just we never seem to fulfill that <laughs> and then we just we don't even know what to do we don't know what to do and we call out to god for forgiveness and for help help me to do this right god help me where he's there the whole time Indwelling you, we have the mind of Christ, the Bible says, that we sometimes just want to tap into what the flesh you know our flesh can even be going after good things i mean the the works of the flesh are obvious, the Bible says, you know it talks about uh, the various bad things that we can do sin and and wrong things, but another thing the flesh wants to do is to do good things for god, and that that's a it's a hard concept for a lot of people. Uh, to grasp onto, because really, when people in the world think about what Christians are supposed to be, you've been this bad person, and then you become a Christian, and then you become this good person. I mean, that's kind of the mindset that a lot of people have. And so, when you think about doing good things for God with your flesh, it's just a hard concept to, to think about, that, you know what, God doesn't want me to accomplish things for Him he wants me to focus on him and trust in him to live his life through me
1: that's profound stuff i mean it's so simple that a child can understand it and yet so profound that you continue to just learn and and try to to grow in it but but the the bottom line that i think one of the things we want to try to communicate to you here today is if you've called upon christ and and trusted in him uh, maybe you've done that recently maybe you've been a christian for years the good news is you are completely forgiven God is not against you. He's 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 not your enemy. He's not looking for some way to come down on you because you haven't lived certain uh, in certain areas of your life correctly. Uh, that has been covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. He's no longer angry at you. He loves you. And I, I think sometimes, you know, I had heard for years that the opposite of uh, faith was fear. Well, I think if you take a look at 1 John, the Bible is pretty clear that quite often the opposite of fear is really love. The op- you know, Because th- there is no fear in love. And I think I, I feared in much of my Christian life for many years, I was always afraid that I wasn't going to be able to live up to the standard, whatever that was, either a standard I had set for myself or a standard I had learned at church from others. And I was always afraid I couldn't live up to the standard. And, and when I wouldn't be able to live up to it, I would always sort of feel like I would I would fall out of covenant with God somehow uh either in in to one degree or another and it was always so frustrating wondering where did I really stand with God well we're here to tell you today you stand as as high as you can he has already lifted us up into heavenly places in Christ Jesus he has positioned us in into a place where we are his children and and there's nothing that we can do to make him love us any less or, or even any more uh, it's the position that we have in Christ in this new identity.
0: Uh, just a quick story, Cap. Just, I'm not sure if I've ever shared this with you, but uh, something that kind of taught me about fear versus love was was uh, when I was a teenager, my parents had. Well, actually, when I went off to college, my parents had bought me a car uh, to go off to college. I ended up dropping out of college and moved back home. I was out with some friends one night. We were drinking, and I rolled the car into a ditch. Just this is making a long story very short. We um a friend of mine and me we spent the night in jail. It was a Saturday night. We came home or I came home on Sunday morning early. My mom was standing there in the kitchen and this is what my mom said to me. She said, "We're just happy everything's okay. We're just happy you're okay." And then I, I went down stairs into my room and that was my parents reaction i'm sure they were angry inside i'm sure that they were hurt uh, but that they wanted me to know that above anything else their love for me is what counted is what mattered that taught me so much about how god loves me without that example in my life i don't know if i would understand it as well as i do these days and i'm still learning well, we uh, thank you for joining us this week for uh, Growing in Grace. If you want to find out more about Growing in Grace or about the Grace Walk ministry, log on to gracewalk.org. And you can listen into to all the wonderful radio programs that go on here and check out the online forum as well. I'm Joel Brzezinski with Mike Kastler. This has been Growing in Grace.